Okay, today's stuff is Daf Lamed Bet, and the begin the Mishnah begins. Sorry, the Gemara begins. Rav Ba said that Rav Yehuda Beshem Rav says as follows: Ir min Keshet. So if you have a city, and I'm going to share a, it's not that you can't visualize what a Keshet looks like, but I'll share it for you anyway, for because it's going to be important later. Um, so a city that's constructed that looks like this. Okay, so it's actually in a almost looks like a bow, as you can see. So the Gemara says Im Yesh Zu. If there is between the two tips of our bow, just less than 4,000, then you can treat that whole area as if it's filled in. And then you can walk not from one tip to the other tip, but the one tip to the other tip and 2,000 in the other direction. Similarly, from the arch of the bow all the way, if you like, to the um, string of the bow, from there, and then from there, 2,000 in the other direction. So we view this entire area as if it's filled in. Okay? However, if it's our ba'at alafim, if soon as it's 4,000, then we view it, and I'll read Reb Chaim here. It says, he says that, They're not like considered one city. Then they wouldn't be able to reach from here and walk straight across to the other side. Okay? It's too far. That he could only go from the Rosh HaKeshet till however he could 2000 more and stop there. And we're going to explain the reason why. Now, this sort of gives us a little bit of pause for thought because if you recall, the reason why I found this piece difficult, I haven't seen anyone who comments on it, but Yesterday, we talked about if it was shaped like an L. And we said that if the part that's sticking out in one direction is a city, if you recall, then even if it was more than 2,000 amot, you could still measure the tachum from the end of that tip. Okay? That's what we said yesterday. Um, so even if it was, again, I guess, like, it seemed to be uh, that we're not limited as soon as it is, um, I guess, shitty shaped in that direction. It seemed like you could square the whole thing off. That's what we kind of said yesterday. However, I did see in the Bavli that it grouped these two concepts together, Keshet and an L-shape. So it might just be that, uh, as I'm just suggesting here, it might just be that also in that Mishnah, even though it said you can go more than 2,000 or more, it might just be that also between, say, the the base point of the L and the top of the L is also limited in the diagonal of 4,000 or more. But I'm not sure. I'm leaving that as a question. But in any event, what we learn in this Mishnah, if, it's, if it looks like a Keshet like this, let's go through it again, that if the distance between the, the top and the bottom, oh, sorry, the two sides according to the picture, the tips, the edges, if you like, is less than 4,000 a month, then you view, view the whole space within the bow as being filled in. Fine. Amar Now, the question is why? And again, different explanations how to read this Gemara. And the way Reb Chaim explains it is not the same as you'd think, I think, that you, that you may have learned abovely. So the Gemara says as follows. Amar Avacha, Rav Shmuel, is because it's based on what's called Havlat Tchumim. Meaning, since a tchum of one end overlaps a tchum if you're coming from the other end overlap, that's why we view it as if it's all filled in. So I'll explain it inside. In your ten sandalui hacha, who at a bari venasi luhu, the in your ten sandalui hacha, who at your bari venasi luhu. So the way Reb Chaim explains it is as follows. I'll say it outside and I'll read it inside just so you can see what I'm saying, telling the truth. But <laughs> that. In other words, if someone's at this point, as you can see in the picture here, and he walks as far as he goes and puts his sandalim down, because again, it's Shabbos, he can't carry it, and takes it off. 
His son, if you like, can, from that same location, walk the full length of the city all the way across to the other end, so all the way around the bow, and come back from the other tip and retrieve it. Why? Because where you're putting it down is, with the, is, is within the tchum of the other side. That's the point. So therefore, that's stressing the concept of what's called havlat tchum. So I'll just explain it. I'll read inside again. Uh, Reb Chaim. He says, In other words, Now, I think he looks at the, the keshet turned a bit, as opposed to, I've got it facing with uh, the string at the top of the page, if you like. But I think he turns it. But you'll see in a minute. In other words, if he's yatsemir mekeshet the rosh dromi, so one tip. As far as he can go. Then his son he can walk all the way around there in the keshet like I'm showing you. And come from the tzfon on the other side. Shaharei, what? That's also hatchumim muvlaim because the tchumim from each tip of this keshet overlap one another. Then the hefechos as well. So the Gemara says, um, just to stress now, now to, to prove the point, muruachachad asur mishnei ruchot mutar. So how could it possibly be? That if you can go from Shteruchot and achieve that result, meaning the one end you can drop it down in the middle and then come around from the other end and pick it up, how would it be then Shteruchot would be, uh, so in other words, how would it be that, that going straight across it would be Asur? So again, read your Reb Chaim. He says, Bitmia, it seems to be strange. That really you could walk the entire space across it. If your starting points for each of the tips of the bow, However, me name it the mutar. Who says that going from the tips would be mutar? And, and therefore, but however, if you start from one and you want to walk, walk across the whole length, it would be asur. It doesn't make sense. Why is it if you come from one perspective? Like, in other words, again, I, if this, what I'm showing on the page, clearly everyone agrees that you could walk from here to there and go all the way around and come from there and retrieve it. So you literally can walk the entire um, string of that bow if it's less than 4,000. So then what difference does that make if I'm if I'm doing half from one end coming around and doing half the other side or walking straight across? It doesn't make sense. You should be mechalik between the two. Since I can walk the entire length of, if you like, that the string of the bow, therefore clearly the whole thing's battle to the ear. And therefore I view the whole halal if it's male batin. Okay. That's an explanation why that if it's less than 4,000, 4,000 what between the tips of the bow, that's why I view the whole thing as being in because effectively we've got what's called again, iruv tchumim, meaning like the, the, havlat tchumim, sorry, the two, uh, the two tchumim overlap one another. And therefore the whole space is, I mean, the tchumim from the two tips, if you like. And therefore the whole area is considered filled in. Okay. Fine. And, um, further to join a bit later, that I, I left as a question in terms of how we understand how this Kumara works. The other one where we talked about where it was an L-shaped one, but I mentioned it before. Okay. Let's continue. I'll just get rid of the sheet for now. And, um, so you have a city, a city and straight through the center of the city, you've got a charitz, a, like a ditch, a trench, if you like, that's 10 deep. And add the word here, the anal rachav arba, and it's not four wide. So the Gemara says, Since it's easy to step over such a, such a ditch, therefore it's not, it considers if it's full and it's presumably as if, as if, as if it's not there. However, in love, if not, then you view this ditch running across the whole center of the city. Now, why is this important? 
It doesn't mean you divide the city in half at Chumim, because why? Because two separate cities, as long as we're in 140 and a bit from each other, 141 and a bit, I think it is, from each other, then they're joined and we consider one city. So Ditch is going to divide two cities. So Reb Chaim says here, it's for a different union altogether. It says, Meaning, this is for Dina of Eruch Hatzerot. That since there's like a fence between the two, each, and there's no, you haven't made a bridge across it, then for Eruch Hatzerot, each half of the city would have to make their own Eruch. Okay? Unless, of course, you made a bridge and it's a doorway and it's like the discussion in terms of how you combine two Eruch in when it comes to so two Hatzerot. Um, again, what, what to discuss there. Okay. So it's almost like this little piece sort of took us a step away from Tchumim, even though we're talking about cities, to talk about Rav Chatzayrot. But that's, I guess, the common point. Okay, let's continue. Rabba says, Ami Bari Cheskel, B'Shem Rav, says, If a city is built by the edge of a Nachal, a stream, If there's a space between the the city and the stream of Fort Fachim, therefore it's not Noach, it's not simple for them to use, from the city that it would be, then more Then you measure the tomb from the from the in terms of the where you start from the chuma itself from the wall. However, if it's shalosh, then more If there's three tfachim, and therefore it's noach lishtamesh benachal, then we can measure from the nachal achitzona, the other end of the nachal. That's where you measure. Well, actually, a nachal provided the nachal itself isn't your teramish and vishrayim, not more than the din of karpa, as we said. Because if you remember, when nonin karpa fear, we give the outside of the city. We start measuring from a region that's useful for them, which is that 70, 70 Vishirayim, 70 and a bit. And that's where you measure your 2000 amount from. So I'll read you Rab Chaim here because it's kind of important. He says, when it's Shalosh, the Nithal becomes like the city, the Chashiv Tashmisha'ir, and then it's considered a use of the city, if you like. And therefore, it's considered like if you like part of the city or modern. And that's why when it's so close to the city, you're modern. Then you start measuring 2,000 more from the other side of this little of this, this stream or the river. And, and Riff, the riff explains as follows. He puts the riff. Um, most of the time, the nacha will dry out. And that would use it. It's like a useful area. And that's what it means in meaning an usable area outside the city in close proximity. You give that to the city and then measure it after it. And that's why it says, that's why it says, um, Okay. Then we say, then it's Mafsikin. In other words, so let, let's just explain it outside again. When the Nachal's close to the city, it's useful for the city, and therefore it's considered part of the city. It's like a din of Karapov, and you can measure from the edge, the edge of it 2,000 or more. But as soon as it's a bit further away, then you can't give it a din Karapov, because it's not useful. It's not The Tashmish is not Noach. And that's why we say, okay, now you've got to measure from the city itself. Okay, fine. And ask the question, what's the nature of this little Nachal? So it says, Manan kam im bemitlaket asarat shalosh. If the edge of this stream, as it goes down, like the Rish says, as it dries out, is very steep, such that it's you only go three amot and you already made an elevation of ten, ten tfachim, then can you really, again, this is all bitmia, can you really measure from the other end of the stream? The idea is that it's not, because if it's so steep, it's not noach tashmish, it's not easy to use, Okay. Or, and then, however, if it's mitoch arba, 
if it's less steep, such that it, it makes an ascent of 10 tvachim as, as you walk a distance of four amot, even if it's far away, would you really measure from the Choma? So, so I have to again read Rukhain, because he brings two pshatim on this. He says, this whole thing, even though we know when it comes to Mechitza, that if you make an ascent of 10 tvachim, we talk arba amot, Nonetheless, it's there's a space between Arba and the Nachal. How's that different to any Karpaf, any usable region outside? In other words, if the slope down to this Nachal is not so steep, it's still usable. To, it's, it's still um, useful to use. It's Nichatash Mishay. So it should have a din of a Karpaf. Why are we pushing it back all the way to the, the wall? Okay. Inami says, actually, maybe this Hasugi could be the din of what? That actually could be that there's a, because there's a machlok in terms of have a din of a wall is, um, there's a machlok whether it's uh, how steep it has to be. Is it mitlaket, um, uh, you go up 10, betoch arba or shalosh. So he so that way I understand the Sugi, this Hasugi going to the shit that it's only considered a machitza, like a proper wall, if it's even steeper. So it's, you go up within a, as you go, as you make it, as you go across three amor, up 10 tvachim, that is. Okay, so therefore the Gemara says, so what's the case? In other words, if it's not such a steep ascent, then I don't care how far it is from the wall. It's still nichatash mishay. I can still use it, and therefore it should have the ninavakarpa. And if it's super steep, even if it's super, even if, even if it's close, it's not not tichatash mishay. And even if it's so close, I should only me- me- measure it from the wall. So the Gemara answers very simply: it's actually dependent. It's talking about a slant that's mishalosh vad arba, so not super steep, but not so shallow either. So the Gemara says. It's not because it's not it doesn't go up ten within three again according to the second shadi gate. However, nonetheless, but it's still not so easy to use because it's a little bit steep. and that's why as soon as you've got that 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 um, angle within the within the nachal, since it doesn't have a din mechitza. But it's not so easy to use, not difficult to use, not easy to use, but not so easy to use. That's when we start saying, okay, now it will depend how close this nachal is to the wall, whether it's mafsik or not, whether we can treat it as a karpaf or whether we can, or whether it's, it's, it's mafsik and such you have to measure from the wall. Okay? Fine. Next case. Rav Amar Ishihi Benuya Ohalim. What if you've got a city that's not, doesn't have buildings, doesn't have structure, it's just like a tent city. Okay? Then we say, Kolachan Modem Ohalim. It doesn't have the din of a city because all the Oanim don't have a, doesn't, don't have a sense of kviyot to them. Therefore, it doesn't have a din of a city. And you'd, each of them, each of the individuals would have to measure their tomb from their tent itself. Okay. The Gemara says, are you, what if there were shalosh tsrifim or shalosh burgenim? As soon as there are three tsrifim, a tsrif is like a hut, basically. They're made of like a sukkot, a bit like that. Or burgenim is sukkot shamisadot, a sukkah for people like watchmen. Now, the, the Gemara understands here, where Rav Chaim explains that they're more kavua than a tent. So as soon as you have that, then you modin minachitzon. Then it gives a sense of, gives the status of a city, and you measure from the edge, not from each individual hut, sarif, or burga. Now, the Gemara says, once again, heiti brava, heiti vasi, va'aktiv, doesn't it say, v'yat yelecha mechutz lemachaneh? So, the, uh, we've, this is, this is Farsha, right? That it says that you have to, that you have to have, keep the kudusha of the camp, and they would relieve themselves outside the camp. And the question is, where would they go relieve themselves in the Midbar? And I'll explain this in more detail. Rav Chaim explains here as follows. He says, 
the Babli also asks this question. It was three parasahavi. The Tanin and Kishum Nifnim, when they went to the bathroom, when they went to the bathroom to relieve themselves, they wouldn't do it in the Machane, because you don't relieve yourself in the Machane, you do Mechutza Machane, based on the Pasuk. But they also wouldn't do it on the front where they were traveling or the sides, they would do it backwards. So, why? Shema Yalecha Aron, just in case the Aron would come and go in that direction. They wanted to travel in the area where everyone's been relieving themselves. They go back. You'd see somebody who might be at the head of the camp has to walk the full length of the machana, and then, then relieve himself. If you don't view the whole camp, all these ohalim, as being dalaramot, how could they walk more than the Tchum Shabbos in order to go to relieve themselves at the end of the camp? And the, and the sphere like when it is Gemara, that Tchum Yud Bet Mil is Minatora. So how is it they would have gone? In other words, it's important to say Minatora because you might say Mishum Kvod or something like that. But now it's Doraita. Since it's Doraita, um, the, the understanding is how people at the front of the camp go and relieve themselves. The Gemara then asks, uh, sorry, so, uh, sorry, explains, that actually what happened was is, and to ask another question, now, if you don't want to bring the whole question of relieving yourself, there was another question, meaning, Rav Chia Bereid Rav Shubta, he said, Yes, there's that. We talk about the fact that Moshe, Moshe placed his placed his Beit Midrash, where he's Ohel, Michus Lamachane. It says, we said this, that was Mavakesh Hashem, we'd go Michus Lamachane. And if they were all Ohalim, how would people from one end of the Machane go through the Machane to get to the Ohel of Moshe Rabbeinu? We've been too far. If you don't view the whole Ohel as being Dalad Amot. So the Gemara answers, Moshe Asalehim Shlosh Shaloshat Srifim Vashra Burganim. Brilliant. In other words, they would do what Moshe did is the fact, the fact, even if you want to say all, all the Ohalim are considered temporary, they don't make, make the area a city, like a tent city. If what he did is he made three more permanent structures there, these Srifim and Burganim, which we said have the din of a city. And once he did that, says Vekeven, Rav Chaim says, Vekeven dahanach keviye, once, because they, they are kavua, but tilei Therefore, all the olim are battled to them, and it gives a whole section area in the city. That's the answer of the Shami here. So Amr Rav Yasa, Mekevan shuchonim menosim, gives a different answer. Al piyadibur, kemish yuchonim, change the word, le'olam. He says, no, because their camping and traveling was by Devar Hashem, Therefore, give it a sense of kviyot. And that's the answer the Babli says. So therefore, it had a sense of kviyot where they were stationed. However, as we know, the Risham usually rejects this as an answer. So Amrav Yossi Barbun, But one second, we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu promising they're going to go there as well. So despite the fact they're going by the word of Hashem, when to go and leave, they know they're not going to be there forever. So because they were promised to go into Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, you know, it, it, it go, Chazar, the Kasha goes back to the beginning that you, that this is not a good answer to say since it was a Bar Hashem, it gave them the Machanah sense of field. So Aleah, that's why Amaravami Moshe Asa Shalosh Trip Mishlaburgen. That's why Rav Avin said Moshe constructed, like we saw before, the other answer, he made three Trip and three Burgen to give it a sense, the din of a city, and to so the oil and battle to it and give the whole, whole Machanah sense a din of a city. Such the whole thing has a din, the whole machana had a din of Dalit Amor. Okay, now, when the Gemara discusses, we're going to share some uh, astronomy charts in a second. I'll just get to bring them up. Now, when, the, when, when, it, when it comes to squaring off a city, if you recall, when we, when we square off a city and then we measure the Tchumofet like a square, how do you square off a city? So it says, Marabah Ribua Olam, 
Meaning as follows. So when you square off the city, it has to be, so if you can imagine looking at a map, okay, like a Google Maps that has, you know, north up, north upwards, the squaring off to you would look like a square. So the horizontal line will be to the north is a north face. So perpendicular to due north, if you like. So it's not a diamond, it's more like square. Okay, that is the that is that is the explanation. So if you don't know how to mechabenet ruchot, I mean you can't work out north, south, east, west. How's it going to work? You can learn from the tukufot. Now, so I explain it as follows. Now we've talked about astronomy back in the, be- in the beginning of Brachot once before, but due to the um, due to the if you like the the tilt of the Earth, like it's on an angle twenty three three to three three point five degree angle as it goes around the sun. That's why we have seasons, as we know, because again, as because uh, of the tilts on uh, the, uh, different hemispheres are exposed to the sun more at different times of the, as it as it, may, as it tracks around the sun. We've, I've shown you maps around that in the past. However, what I'm showing you here is a sort of classic diagram, so you can see that. First point to appreciate is depending where you are in the world, the sun makes a different angled arc over you during the day. So yes, it rises in the in the east and sets in the west. That's fine, but it arcs on. It doesn't go straight over your head. It sort of makes an arc depending on where your latitude is or longitude, whatever the where you are, sort of on the globe. Okay, but importantly as well is that arc, as you can see in the picture shifts depending on the season okay um so it, during the summer it's further north that's why you're exposed to the sun more that's why it's summertime this is showing from the perspective of human being standing like and seeing it and during the winter tide it's further the arc is further to the south okay so what it's saying is if you want to know well it's very easy to to work out say like say um easter like like uh, what, um, the how to draw the line of horizontal north. You just look where it, you sort of see where it rises, sees where it's set. I can do a line. Now the point the point is which way would be north? Well, north is during the during the summertime. It will it's where the sun rises above you, like forwards. And during the winter time, will be behind you there. But what the Gemara is saying is how how will I know? How will I be able to draw the a nice line for east and and west? So what it's saying is. Look where the sun rises. Now, this is the picture to the left, if you like. I'll show you here. It says, well, if you want to, let's, I'll go through the words of the Gemara with the introduction. Okay. The place where it is, Tamuz is summertime. So here. So where it raises here, if you can see on the diagram. Which is over here, that's going to be Pnei Mizrach. So that's why I drew a line from here to here, and that's how I can see the line of what's going to be my line for east, as you can see here. Now we're talking about where it sets. That where it sets, so Tevet is going to be that point, till that point, that's going to be able to be able to draw my line, if you like, that's going to be my western face. That's going to be a Pnei Marav. So by using the the way the seasons work, or the, the, the way the sun shifts its arc, both in the su- summer to winter, you can work out what's your east faced and your north faced. Because 
if I, if I just you know, wake up in the morning now and see where the sun rises, we say, yeah, the sun rises in the east, but it's actually not due east because it's a little bit more north than that or a lot more north than that, as we said in the, um, in, it moves 23.5 degrees, actually, as it says here. It's actually far, it's far more at uh, the peak sum, I should say. Um, it's far, far, farther north, further north, okay? So that's why it's saying that's how you'll be able to get your eastern face. Okay, is that clear? Hope it is. Okay. And once I've drawn those two lines, I said, you can work out what the north face is between those two points and the south face point, and the, that's fine. That's what it says in the Pasuk. What does that mean? Because if you look at the sun during the day for us, here in the northern hemisphere during winter, the summer, any time of the year, sorry, that what happens is during the day, it's holech el darom. As you can see, as it, as it rises, yes, it's going from east to west, but over the during the course of the day, it actually moves towards the south. As you can see in the arc. Okay? That's holech el darom bayom. Vesovev and actually moves, well, you can even explain it astronomically now, it actually moves from our perspective to the north, so it continues its circle to the north side of where we're facing um, during the Layla. Okay? Or if you want to use the other Gemara terminology, sort of as if it goes behind the Rakia, different explanations there. Okay? But that's why it says it goes to the... Okay, so Holech, it goes, El Darom, Vesovev El Tzafon. So Holech El Darom, again, that's Lashon Pasuk, Bayom, Vesovev El Alayla. So Holech is actually going where I can see it, and Sovev is where I can't see it, if you like. Okay? When you, when you say... When you say that the that the um, 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 sun in the summer rises more to the um, to the um, north. south, north, the north, north, the north, right? Yes. And and that that is because we're turning. It's not because of the sun. Is, I, I think isn't it because it always rises in the east? But since the Earth is turning uh, or not turning, but it's called um, how do you how do you call how did you call that on its X? Yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, its axis is on an angle, it and eclipse. it also depends where yeah, it is so it's, it, yeah. as it's progressing around the sun. That, yes. That's, that, that's the seasons, correct. So it's, no, it's, it's, we, it's we who causes that difference. It's not okay. the, yeah. right? Is that true yes, what I'm is. saying? No, um, but, but again, the point of the Gemara and the point of um, the exercise we're trying to go through is as a human observer, if I take my point... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Observer, no, no. 100% clear. But yeah. it, 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 is it right what I said? Because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, In other words, yeah, okay. it's a tilt of the okay. Earth axis as it spins as it moves around the sun. That's why it causes that. Uh, that's why. That's why yeah, yeah, perspective yeah, it looks like yeah, the yeah, sun's yeah. shifting, right? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, fact, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that it's on its on an arc is that it depends where or, or the nature of that arc depends on where we are on the globe. For example, if you lived on the on the on the equator, the arc it would make would go well, not exactly all uh, above you, but it wouldn't be on such an angle, right? It would go. Yeah. It wouldn't be on an angle as it marked, but it would also shift, um, you know, a little bit, a, a little, little bit, bit. a yeah. little bit north yeah. and south. The truth, the, yeah. the truth is, it would do that. Um, yeah. But but again, that, that's 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 the angle of the sort of the arc we see. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Um, now it says now, but the Esther pasuk says sovev sovev holech haruach ve'alzvivotav shavaruach. So you see, when it comes, there's something else. We talked about holech el darom ve'sovev el tzafon. That's first by the Pasuk. We're able to work that out. Dorom is, dorom, dorom is talking about is, is the daytime, tzafon is the nighttime. But what's this sovev holech? What's this lashon of both sovev and holech? So that is el pnei mizrach v'hamarav and the Bible says shopamenim v'halichan upan misvivotam. Which is fascinating here, meaning what you see here is sometimes, look, if you look in the summer, 
the west and east, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be moving if you like, it's holech, you're gonna see it. And the but if you move across sometimes let's say let's say due west, if we're here. During during the summertime, it's you're gonna see it holech. But during the wintertime, it's gonna be due west will be Solvev, it's gonna be underneath it. Okay, so that's showing that rest of the Pasuk is, is alluding, if you like, to the shifting arc of the sun along the east and west sort of um, faces, if you like. Okay, um, as it moves sort of north and south. Yeah, I hope I explained it, this. Would that, would that mean that basically uh, we, we should daven, if we, da- we should daven to the east, that we, that we every single day of the year should move a, a, a a quarter of a, of an of a centimeter or a, a nanometer to the left or to the right. Um, what it means is, if you want to dove into the east, get a compass and don't roll on the sun. <laughs> yeah, but would, would that would that be would that be different? Let's say between March and September, would would you see a difference? Where where, where the sun rises? Absolutely. As you no, can see, for the east, different. for dovening to the east. Yeah, no. But in other words, no. If you're if you're meant to dub into the east, dub into the east, right? Get a compass and work out where the east is. But in, in, in other words, you can't necessarily look at where the sun rises and say, "Oh, that's east." That's because east, right? So, the, depend, so depending on the depending on the season, it could be uh, whatever northeast east or or uh, east east uh, southeast east. You know what I mean? Like it's like it, it'll shift right where it's rising. Right, okay. right, right, right. Okay, all right, cool. Have a good day, everyone.